Showtime Sports presents Showtime Boxing with Eric Raskin and Kieran Mulvaney. Hello and welcome to Showtime Boxing with Raskin and Mulvaney, Money Punch edition. I am Kira Mulvaney and I'm joined by my co-host Eric Raskin, the managing editor and media director of usbets.com as well as the host of the Gamble On podcast. Uh, Coming up, we will look at some of the bets on offer for this weekend's heavyweight rematch between Alexander Usyk and Anthony Joshua in Saudi Arabia. But first, let's turn closer to home, to Hollywood, Florida, where on Saturday night, Showtime brings us a championship boxing quadruple header starting at the mercifully early time of 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, On our regularly scheduled podcast earlier this week, we broke down the three undercard fights on that card and made our picks for them. But the main event changed on us at the last minute. On Monday morning, Adrian Bronner withdrew from his scheduled clash with Omar Figueroa, citing mental health issues. And Sergei Lipinets, who already had a spot on the non-televised undercard, has stepped up to take his place. Eric, this wasn't the main event we expected. But is it actually a better one than had originally been planned? Uh, stylistically, for the fans, yes, absolutely. Um, these are two straight-ahead fighters. Not unskilled, mind you, but straight-ahead fighters, just the same. And Broner is not that. He tries to be a slickster. So we go from an unpredictable clash of two very different styles to something a little more predictable. This is almost guaranteed to be fun to watch. I will say, however, that with Broner and Figueroa, you and I both struggled somewhat with the pick and ended up on opposite sides of close decision picks in a segment of the podcast that our audience never heard. But it was <laughs> recorded and, and it posted for a moment there. Um, this one, it's a little easier to identify the favorite. Um, spoiler for when we get into the betting talk more, but that favorite is Lippinets officially. Um, that rare situation where the late sub who was deep on the undercard is favored over the guy who was in the main event all along. That's what we have here. Um, They're fighting at 140 pounds, the weight at which Lipinets has had his best success. As long as he makes weight okay, he figures to be a little bigger and stronger than Figueroa, I would think. Uh, One additional note on Lipinets, he's working with a new trainer now. He's gone from Joe Goosen to Justin Fortune, the former heavyweight fringe contender from Australia who once fought Lennox Lewis. Anyway, among the handful of good things to come out of COVID, not not good overall, the whole COVID thing, but there were some positive developments. And one of them is that Steven Espinoza and Showtime and promoters and, and other networks as well got in the habit of having potential replacement opponents on the undercards and in training and making weight. And it came in handy here. This still feels entirely main event worthy, even if the star power of Broner is gone. Um, still... As much as I like this fight, we can't ignore that both Lipinets and Figueroa have gone two fights without a win. Uh, Figueroa lost to Abel Ramos last time out and to Jordanis Ugas before that, whereas Lipinets followed a disappointing draw with Custio Clayton with a sixth-round KO loss to Jaron Boots Ennis. Both fighters badly need a win to get their career back on track. Which one is most likely to get it, and how? Kieran, what's your pick? So Figueroa was very unhappy when Bronner withdrew, you know, speculating that, in fact, Bronner just simply hadn't put in the work. Um, He might also have been unhappy about the fact that Bronner withdrawing leaves him with, in Lipinets, an opponent who's lower in profile, but higher in danger. Um, Hmm. Honestly, in many ways, it's hard to think of a replacement who's less like Bronner. And and you touched on a lot of this, really. You know, Bronner has become... I almost say a lazy fighter, you know, his output is low and he relies on landing big counter shots these days. Lipinets will come and get you. 
Um, he will try to get inside your reach and stay in the pocket or, or even get in and close enough to put his head on your chest and he will throw and he'll throw and he will look to wear you down. It, it's a fascinating clash in many ways because Figueroa too can be an action fighter, as, as you pointed out. Um, the difference is that he throws his punches from farther out generally and his punches are wider. He, he can get more torque on his punches often than Lipinets, but he can also leave himself much more open for punches coming the other way. Um, there is uncertainty about both men. As you noted, Lipinets has changed his trainer from Joe Goosen to Justin Fortune. He's been out of the ring for 16 months, but as you also pointed out, he's dropping back to 140 pounds from 147, which almost certainly suits him far better. Figueroa is also coming off a fairly lengthy layoff during which he's been battling mental health issues of his own. So yeah, there is a lot of uncertainty here, but let's assume that both men come in and come in looking something like they did during their last couple of wins. Figueroa is probably going to keep Lipinets at a little bit more of a range than Lipinets is going to want Figueroa to be at. Mm. Lipinets is going to want to crowd him, work his way in, break him down bit by bit. And yeah, my money is on Lipinets being the one who succeeds here. I think he's by nature that little bit better than Figueroa. And while I picked in the great unheard segment of Figueroa <laughs> to outwork Bronner, um, I'm going the opposite direction now. I think this will be a rough, tough, hard-fought battle. More power shots than jabs, not necessarily too much finesse, um, but I think it'll be a fast-paced, uh, exciting fight. But I think that ultimately Lipinets grinding in your face style will be a bit too much for Figueroa's less compact offense, but it will be close. And for that reason, I am going to pit Sergei Lipinets by a split decision win. Interesting. Um... It occurs to me that the handful of people who managed to download the podcast when it originally dropped uh, before it was before there was a cut made and a, and a re-edit and a reposting. I know some people mentioned the, on Twitter that they had listened to it. That's probably worth a lot of money if you have a recording of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, our, yeah. our diehard fans who Gold. missed it, they, yeah, they would pay a lot for that. Uh, it is the money punch. I'm just talking about money here in a <laughs> non-betting related way. Anyway, um, on the preview segment that we recorded that got cut out of Monday's podcast that is now worth tons of money if you have it, I expressed my doubts about Figueroa, how I've always been less sold on him than most observers. Very fun action fighter, certainly, but bad defense, got some gift decisions earlier in his career, etc. But in Broner, he was facing a fighter who was perhaps even more flawed. And that's just not the case with Lipinets. He's a sturdy, experienced, technically sound fighter who lost to Mikey Garcia in a reasonably competitive fight in 2018. He struggled with Clayton, although he said he injured his hamstring early in that fight. And then he got destroyed by Boots Ennis. But everybody gets destroyed by exactly. Boots Ennis. Uh, and those last two blemishes were at welterweight, which is not where he belongs, probably. So I don't hesitate too much to pick him to win. As you mentioned, he's coming off a 16-month layoff. But as you also mentioned, Figueroa is coming off a 15-month layoff. That's pretty much a wash. I think this is a tough call between stoppage and decision. But, you know, Lipinets stopped an aging Lamont Peterson. He stopped Lenny Zappavina. I think he can stop Figueroa, too, unless Omar's defense has gotten a lot better as his mind has presumably gotten clearer. Um, even if he has turned a corner with all of his mental health issues, even if we see the best version of him that we have seen in years, I still kind of think Lipinets stops him. I'm saying KO 11 in favor of Sergey Lipinets. All right. All right. Let's split the money punch element of this pod into two pieces. Um, our favorite bets on the Showtime card 
and our favorite Usyk Joshua 2 bets. So since we were just talking about the new Showtime main event, let's start there with that card. Uh, the opener, Brandon Lee versus Will Madera, is the only lopsided fight on the card by the odds. DraftKings has Lee as a massive minus 3,000 favorite, while a Madera upset win returns plus 950. The other two undercard fights have odds suggesting they're close calls. Hector Garcia is a minus 265 favorite, and Roger Gutierrez is a plus 200 underdog, while Batir Akhmedov is a minus 195 favorite over plus 150 underdog Alberto Pueo. And the new main event was posted first at Foxbet, where Sergey Lipinets is a minus 333 favorite, Omar Figueroa a plus 220 underdog, while a draw is all the way up at plus 2500. Um, I'll go first with my best bet from this card. That draw at 25 to 1 is kind of tempting. It's not my best <laughs> bet, but that doesn't mean I won't be betting it. Uh, but for my best bet, I'm looking at the Akhmedov Pueo fight. I picked Pueo to win on the Monday pod. Although it was a this-could-go-either-way kind of pick, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised he's an underdog officially, but I think there's definitely value in him at plus 150 at DraftKings. And I actually kept looking at other sports books. Uh, PointsBet Sportsbook has him at plus 165 was the highest number I'm seeing. Or I could focus on the specific manner of victory that I picked on our podcast, which was by decision. That's plus 320 at DraftKings. So... That's the question. Is my best bet Pueo to win at plus 165, or do I get a little greedy, take him specifically by decision, higher reward, but greater risk that the bet doesn't win? I think I lean the safer route here. Just taking Pueo straight up at plus 165 to score the minor upset in the closest fight odds-wise on any network all weekend. That's my best bet. For mine, I uh, dug into the prop bets on the main event, and uh, they emphasize the fact that DraftKings, for example, sees Lipinets as the favorite, as you mentioned. Um, he is right now, as we record this, uh, minus 150 to win by KO or TKO or DQ, while Figueroa is plus 600 to win by the same. Um, what's surprising to me is that at this very moment, as we record this, both men were plus 450 to win by decision or technical decision. Um which is kind of odd, hmm. and either could be good bets. But I think for Lipinets, it's an exceptionally good one. Um, the best bet pick isn't always the same as our official picks contest right. pick. But for me this time, it is. Um, I, I totally hear what you're saying about the possibility of Lipinets inside the distance, but at minus 150, I'm not going to take that. Um, but at plus 450 for any kind of decision win, Yeah, I think that's way too good to pass up. I'm a little bit surprised about that, and uh, that's definitely my best bet. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's a case of even though it's not my exact pick on what I think the most likely outcome is on this fight, the price is right. That that is a little bit higher than I would think those odds ought to be. All right. Uh, Let's move to what is literally the biggest fight of the weekend in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, where Anthony Joshua will be attempting to regain the heavyweight belts he lost last year to Alexander Usyk. Uh, Usyk is the favorite to retain his new belts. Uh, He is presently minus 205, and Joshua is plus 160, which is moving slightly in favor of Usyk, who had been minus 195 with Joshua plus 150. Perhaps some bettors were moved to place bets on the Ukrainian after his intimidating appearance at the pre-fight press conference when he dressed in Cossack gear and uh, and sang Ukrainian national songs after the face-off. Uh, 
There are also, as you would imagine for a fight of this magnitude, plenty of prop bets uh, ranging for what I think is a fairly measly plus 8,000 for the fight to end within 60 seconds. Sucker (laughs) bet is the wording you're looking for, yeah. (laughs) Um, To plus 10,000 for either Usyk or Joshua to win by DQ. I don't love too many of them, but it looks to me as if the best action is on the Joshua side. And this is where what I mean when you know I'm saying that it our picks contest picks or our, our official picks aren't necessarily the same as our best bets. Right. Um, do I think Joshua will win? I think it's a lot less likely than Usyk winning, which is why unofficially I picked the Ukrainian to win by latest stoppage. But it's by no means impossible for Anthony Joshua to win this fight. Um, and if he does win, I suspect it will be reasonably close. I'm going to go with plus 2,800 on Joshua to win by split decision. A split mm. decision seems to be my my mood these days. <laughs> yes. I can totally see it being a very close and interesting back and forth fight. Plus 2,800, I think are pretty decent odds for that. What about you? Yeah, uh, those are pretty good odds for that. That's a nice long shot that is not totally outside the realm of possibility. Um, in terms of straight up bets on this, I do think there's more value on the Usyk side in the minus 200 range than there is on AJ around plus 150 or plus 160. Um, But neither of those are quite my best bet. There are just there are so many interesting props here. Lots of ridiculous long shots, but a few that aren't so ridiculous. Um, The two that stand out most to me. So you, you like Joshua by split decision at 28 to one. I like Usyk by split decision at plus a thousand or 10 to one figuring a scenario where he deservedly wins, but we get one kind of funky Mm. pro AJ Mm. scorecard. That seems a reasonable bet at 10 to one, or there's the over under one and a half knockdowns that, that has Mm. me intrigued over is minus one twenty five. under is minus one ten. You can see how the sports books make money um, with minus on both sides of that. But, um, and then I kept looking and I saw that essentially a parlay that they build for you. Usyk to win and under one and a half knockdowns in the fight is plus 165. So Usyk hmm. wins any method. He can win by decision or knockout. And there are there's no more than one official knockdown along the way. Hmm. That feels like a fair price to me. And that is yeah. the outcome I kind of expect. I, I do expect Usyk to win. And I don't see there being more than one knockdown in the fight, most likely. So and on top of all that, not only do I think it's a pretty good bet, it's a really fun sweat. Uh, you're, you're sweating multiple things at once there. So that's my best bet. At plus 165, Usyk wins and under one and a half knockdowns. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's a good bet. Um, that will do it then for this Money Punch edition of Showtime Boxing with Raskin and Mulvaney. Uh, be sure to tune in to Showtime on Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for the Showtime Championship Boxing quadruple header. We'll be back on Monday with our look back at that card and at Usyk Joshua 2 as we compare how many pizzas we each won. (laughs) And uh, we'll also be looking at the rest of the news from the boxing world. Until then, thank you very much for listening. Be safe, be kind, and be well.